Boston Sports Syndicate. Yeah. I'm missing you back and back to back to back to back. Nights in my place and I need you in my habitat. We don't need a time and a place. So yeah, baby, face it. You work overnight and I'll be okay. I'm missing you back to back to back to back to back. Welcome back to the Boston Sports Syndicate podcast. Michael and Bill Travers bringing it to you. And alongside us, we have once again, James Cam. James, how's it going? It is going good. Bill? How are you doing? Can it be a James Cam if he's not actually on camera? The artist formerly known as James Cam. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> so the, the uh, well, Bill already gave it away, but if you're listening to this podcast and you're saying, wait a second, I didn't see a million annoying posts about them being live on Facebook. Um, we decided not, not to They're not annoying do... posts. They're very creative, thoughtful. Often misspelled. Often misspelled. <laughs> very grammarly, incorrect posts. Grammatically. Grammatically incorrect. We decided um, that we were not going to do this episode live on Facebook because we are recording on Saturday, October 12th, uh, because the Patriots played on a Thursday night game, and we... uh, we, Messed up our whole schedule. We aren't watching... uh, We aren't aren't recording right after the the Sunday game like we have been in the past. But anyway, does anybody have any uh, quick opening thoughts to lead us off? I do not. James? Um, I have zero. Fantastic. Go right into the uh, poll question from last week. Okay, so so the poll question from this week's poll is, should the Patriots follow the Browns and make their color rush uniform the permanent home one? If people are wondering what color rush means, that's that blue uniform they wore on Thursday. The blue uniform with the blue pants. Blue, all, straight blue, very like fox throwback. To like the Minutemen days. What the I mean, hell is a, f- 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 is a Fox throwback? <laughs> F-A- the, well, they were playing on Fox on, yeah. oh. on Sunday night, yeah. on oh. Thursday night. Trying to get brands out here, man. Did you Trying. mean faux? I think you F- meant faux. I meant faux. F-A-U-X. Yes. Does that mean fake? Yeah. Is it kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, kind of. So they're wearing a fake throwback? Yeah. Well, they weren't a, they're not a true throwback because they never wore those uniforms in the first place. Yeah. So why would it be a why would it be a fox throwback? Why wouldn't it just be faux faux no, throwback? Because it it because it, kind, it kind of looks like it follows the throwback. same template as the men men jerseys. They're old jerseys that were red with the blue and white stripes up yeah. on the shoulders. Yes, these are blue with red and white on the shoulders. It okay. makes sense. I, I think it's just a color rush jersey, which is what the whole league does every Thursday night when the teams just wear the same color jerseys as pants. It's not, a, it's not a fox or a foe. It, it's or a, a different it's uniform. Most teams, it's a different uniform entirely. Anyway, the question is, should they make them their real uniform? Yes, because the Cleveland Browns this year started making their um, color rush jerseys as their home jerseys. Was that the all-brown? That's the all-brown jersey. That is hideous. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a big poop turd. Yeah. It looks like a giant turd with. Yeah. Okay. What does the results say? 65% says no. 35% says yes. So that 35%, I agree. You're my favorites. You think they should? Yes. Well, you're wrong, first off. I, I'm not I, th- wrong. I thought we weren't saying that. Well, you're incorrect. I thought we weren't saying that. Well, you're a, you're a fox. Um, I they, thought those those three words were banned on this okay, show. Okay, all right. Well, I'm throwing it back. It's my <laughs> it's my fox throwback, okay? <laughs> it's my fox throwback. Um, the So, Bill, do you think they should wear them every uh, every home game? No. Should they be their standard uniform? No. But I do like them a lot. They are really sharp. 
I mean, why can't they just be a... First of all, can we talk about how the NFL, it, it, they got it so wrong by not allowing the teams to change the colors of their helmets and having to wear the exact same it's, helmet? Because if you ask me, the nicest Patriots jersey is that Red Fox jersey that we were talking about. where they <laughs> With the white helmet. With the white helmet and the, and the logo. and Pat logo. And like, that, is, that, that is their nicest uniform. If they're going to change their uniforms, they should pull those back and wear those because those are the nicest uniforms. I don't own a Patriots jersey. But when those came out, I wanted I wanted to buy one. I just couldn't decide on what player I wanted to buy because I buy the Tom Brady because I I obviously am not going to buy a Brady one. But and I, you know you could wear those even with the gray helmets. Yeah, it would still work. It wouldn't look the same, but yeah, it would still work. That's why this blue one kind of does. The blue one is very very nice, but to but but to wear it every single game, no, no. Use it as like a use it as like an alternate when you when you play on the road, but you have to wear your dark jersey on the road. Yes, and at least you look good. Yeah. Didn't the Jets? Isn't one of their? Do the Patriots have an alternate jersey? Did, no, no, this is th- this teams, is it. Do football teams have an alternate yeah. jersey? I know some like yeah. like the Dolphins have those blue ones, like those powder blue ones. The Dolphins no, that's have the Chargers. The, no, the Dolphins has the throwbacks. They have yeah, those, oh, the Chargers. The Chargers. I'm sorry, the Chargers have the powder blue ones. Actually, they, the Dolphins that's, wear the teal that's ones? their primary uniform this year. They switch back to the powder blue as their primary, but they still have the dark blue as an alternate. What a good decision by the Chargers. Yes. Because those, are, those ch- are some of the nicest. Those are Rams classic. went with their throwback as their permanent home jersey, and they wear their Well, as their, as their dark jersey. They wear yeah. their white jersey at home. Yeah. Didn't the Jets come out with a, with an alternate jersey all black with green stripes? Isn't that their? Yes. That's, like, why, yeah. So why don't more teams some do, teams that? do like, that? Why wouldn't the Patriots, why wouldn't they just adopt that as like a? I'd like to I'm see them go with a red question. as their alternate. Change uh, it up. Blue, blue is your regular home jersey. Where a red is a changeup. It is sharp with the with the full blue though. It is a good look. It, the full blue is sharp. Yes, I do no, like it. But you but, wear them. You wear them. You wear them for the color rush because. That's well, the original idea of color rush, where both teams were supposed to wear color uniforms, but there are so many teams that their primary color is blue. They can't both wear blue uniforms. So you end they up with another team wearing entirely white. Because if you remember last year, the Patriots played on a Thursday night in Tampa Bay. They wore an all white uniform with the gray helmet. They brought out the white pants after yeah. Labor Day. Yeah. Yes, it was after Labor That's Day. Ballsy. I I say it was a daring fashion blue, choice. Wear the blue uniforms, th- put on the white pants, change it up a little bit. So but then you don't want them to wear those as their <coughs> I, uniforms. I want that style as their permanent style. Nah, I don't love it. Bring I, back the Reds. Let me see. Give me the. Give it's me the them exact Reds. same thing. No, because no, the Reds not. were with white pants. Yeah, no, no like the, the white makes it pop. The white helmets, the white the pants, jersey, made, the jersey's just clean. The jersey form. Jersey I get what form. you're saying. The style's the same, but the, yeah, when but, James picks up his water and slams it down <laughs> three inches away from where it was before, <laughs> you can tell he's mad. He's, he's I'm annoyed. Angry with I'm me. annoyed. Dude, we're, we're, only, we're only seven minutes in, and you're already annoyed with me. This is gonna be a long day. <laughs> Uh, okay, so what uh, what is uh, what are our questions from the gram? Because I know that's next, right? Yep. This is a lot easier to do when you don't have to monitor a chat. By yeah. the way, and and by the way, my co-host just stood up and walked away. <laughs> I don't I don't even I don't know where he went. What is he doing? I don't even know. He just he just walked away. Grab, anyway, what 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 is, water. what is one of the questions? I just went to grab from a bottle gram. of water because when James so slammed his, it reminded me I didn't have one. So you want to you want to slam yours too? <laughs> Hey, mines don't make that much. Though. Mines, yikes! My- Better avoid them. Uh, questions from the gram. Go. Okay, this is from our good friend Waba. We need a sounder for that. From the gram. Questions from the gram. <laughs> this now, why? When you guys can just do it yourselves, I don't need to make <clears throat> one. Well, go. This is from Waba. Um, be- 
Because Van Noy's body was out of bounds, why did that touchdown count? <laughs> As always, James White. I am nope. Let me finish. I am the butt of everybody's jokes. Because someone tweeted out the exact same type of question on Twitter. I, I don't think that was a slam at you. I think that was a slam at our uh, co-host here. No, no. Because he was the one who was saying that if the ball is out of bounds, the player's out of bounds. So no, I, think it was it, a, I think it was a reference to that comment. Uh, I, I think it was a reference to James. It's 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 a re- reference. I think it was a re- I think it was a reference to James. And I had this I I didn't I didn't ask a question. I simply made a statement that according to you, mine wasn't mine wasn't didn't have anything to do with him going out of bounds. It was the fact that he just reached over the goal line and lost possession of the ball, but he was in the air. Cuz he dove, reached out to the pylon, never never came down, never hit the ground, and the ball came loose. So by James's definition, he feels that that shouldn't be a, a, a was it a fumble recovery? Fumble. That shouldn't have been a fumble recovery touchdown for Kyle Van Noy. It should have, in fact, been a touchback, and the Giants should have gotten the ball on the twenty. Yeah. According according to your actually according to the rule book, that is true. No, 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 it's not because it's not true because he had possession if, of the ball. As soon as the ball the hit line, the pylon and he still had touchdown. control of it, it's a touchdown. But because you say that they're not, they shouldn't be able to jump and lunge into the end zone. Now that means that you should be very upset that that it was called a touchdown in the Patriots' favor and that it wasn't called a or it should be a touchback for the Giants. You should be you should be outraged right now. I am at outraged. The, at the at the Kyle Van Noy giant leap to, to follow suit. With my previous comment, yes, I am outraged. Yeah, and see, oh yeah, it's weird. Your outrage, <laughs> your outrage level doesn't seem to be the same as it was a couple weeks ago when uh, who was it that jumped over the pack? Josh, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. When Josh Allen jumped over the pack, you came out scorching. That that shouldn't be a touchdown. No way. It shouldn't. No matter who it is, it shouldn't be a touchdown. And now he's like, yeah, no, I'm I'm very angry that that it, was. It shouldn't that, be a touchdown. I in fact, I in fact, am furious <laughs> that that was that was allowed to be a touchdown and it wasn't a touchdown. I said that word right. It's just it, it, I am I am so po'd that that is that was allowed to be a touchdown. It's weird how your how your demeanor and your your anger, of this your anger level just doesn't gross. seem to match from he wasn't from, he wasn't playing against the Patriots defense in fantasy no, last I was. weekend <laughs> no I was I was yeah so it didn't really affect me at all I was playing against the Patriots defense and Julian Edelman so mm, I lost which isn't a surprise I lose every no. week anyway but that that doesn't really matter uh, next question okay will Patriots trade for AJ Green also from Alabama no no. They won't. I don't think so for salary cap purposes. It's not. It's not even salary cap purposes. It's has he played yet this season? He's not. He's not no. even healthy. If they he's want got a toe someone issue or something, does he from Cincinnati? It's Tyler, Tyler Boyd. Boyd. Yeah. If they go, if they go Cincinnati, which, and again, I don't understand why. And this isn't. This is obviously isn't a knock. A knock on Waba. It's. It's a. It's a general Patriots fan. That question didn't come from Waba. Yes, it did. Yeah, that one's. Yes, oh, it did. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. This isn't this isn't a, a, a Wabanock. It's a general Patriots fan uh, statement. Just because a team has a stud wide receiver doesn't mean that they're just going to say, "Here you go, Bill." Why not? Everybody's done it before. <laughs> no, they haven't. No, they haven't. Cleveland handed Josh Gordon to them because he was going to get suspended because they couldn't control him because he needed to have a change of scenery that's completely different than just trading the team's best wide receiver because you know they because because Bill Belichick needs a wide receiver if anything it's the exact opposite 
If anything, they'll send me trade offers like James has been sending me in fantasy football for my best player and his scrap heap. Well, you like well, you also trade a player if he's in the last year of his contract. You trade him so you can get some asset for him which I don't think before he walks is. away. Like Emmanuel Sanders fits into that category. Right, but but at least Emmanuel and, Sanders— And Elway has come out and said he's not trading anybody off his team. But at least at least Emmanuel Sanders, I don't even know if he's the best if he's the best wide receiver in Denver because no. you got Cortland Sutton. Sutton. So I don't think that he's even the best. He's not even the best wide receiver. A.J. Green is hands down the best wide receiver. It's the only thing Cincinnati really has is A.J. Green. He's not even playing. But it's not like they're just going to say. But it's just like this is this is what happens with Patriots fans. It's like a big name comes on the market, unless it's Antonio Brown, and, and everyone's like, oh, they'll just the Patriots will get him. The Patriots yeah. should go after him. The Patriots should get him. Same thing with Stephon Diggs. He's not the best wide nope. receiver there. It's, no, but. It's A.J. Green's last year. It is? Yeah, he's well, he, a unrestricted free agent. Actually. He's he's also, but he's been hurt. He hasn't even he hasn't even seen he hasn't seen a single snap yet this season. So, I if the Patriots go out and make and make a move for a wide receiver, do you actually think they're going to go out and try and get another premier wide receiver? No. Do you really think they're going to do that? Because it didn't work out with Antonio Brown. Clearly, it. I mean, it. it I I I just I don't I don't see it. if they make a move at the wide receiver position, I don't see them doing it. If they were smart, they would call Cincinnati and ask them about Tyler Eifert. Because while he can't stay healthy, he's been healthy so far this year, and he can be an impact player, and that's a position that you're lacking. They cut Ben Watson, which I don't think was a surprise to anybody. They uh, cut Ben Watson. A little bit to me. They, it, they, it was a little bit of a it surprise. Was, it was just a tiny bit. It wasn't like I mean, especially where Lacoste has been injured so much. Yeah, but the dude got suspended for four games for PEDs, correct? Yeah. Correct. Yes. Which they knew going in. I just and I don't was, know if they knew no, that no, when no, they no, signed no, 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 no. him. I don't know if they knew that when no, they signed him. But he retired. He retired and then came and back then came and said, back. "I'll play for the Patriots." Right. And then and then like the next day he got popped for PEDs. But they knew that when they put their final roster together at the end of training camp. Yeah, I just I I, I wasn't really surprised. It wasn't a surprise to me when 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 I got the notification saying that they uh, that they cut Ben Watson. But the tight end is a position of need. I remember. I don't mean to beat a dead horse here. But remember, everybody told me that this team didn't need Antonio Brown because they didn't need any receivers. Because they had Josh Gordon, because they had Julian Edelman, who now everybody's getting hurt. But they didn't they didn't need Antonio Brown. They didn't need a marquee wide receiver. They needed all these other things, right? That's what everybody told me. That's right, and I stand by that. I mean they They still do. They need offensive line. To That's me, what they need. To me, the mo the thing that like really hurt them was the Demarius Thomas trade. But he hasn't played much with the Jets. How has so how you know how could he have really contributed Thomas, for the Patriots? How wh- how did that affect them? It's just depth. It was wide receiver depth. What what is what is Demarius Thomas going to give you that Jacoby Meyer or whatever? Exactly, is, exactly. Which was why he became expendable. You've got Jacoby Myers and you've got Gunnar Olszewski. What's the? Did I say that right? Yes. Who's it? I'm asking James. Yes. <laughs> Oshek Oshet. Okay. Yeah, I can yeah. see. Yeah, I, well, if yeah. I can pronounce it, you said it right. Uh, who's the dude that got hurt? We'll he, just call him Gunner. He got put on IR. Which one? The, no, the big guy, the receiver. On the Nikhil big, Harry. What? Nikhil Harry. Nikhil, Nikhil Harry. Is he yeah. going? Will he be back this season? Uh, speculation is probably. I so think you can only bring two guys got, back from IR. Yeah, I think he got put on the pup list too. So no, he's on IR. He's on straight up. IR. Yeah. So there's so there's another wide receiver that that. I mean, what what more is Demarius Thomas going to give you than that guy? It's just depth. But, it, but it's just depth. But I think with his salary cap hit, but it's got, he was yeah, expendable, right? But it's got to be. Well, I'm assuming he probably had a contract incentive to be there. He may the have. Of he may have. Most most season, veterans right? do. 
He got traded before the season. No, no, they no. signed him as a free agent. He oh, oh, for the Patriots. They traded him away. They traded him away. He he was suspended for PEDs also, I believe. No, no. he was hurt. He no, was hurt? he was released. He didn't make the final cut. They traded... Then Harry went on IR. They got, James Wright. They got re-signed okay. him. They re-signed and him. Then, and then they traded then him they after him. they signed Antonio Brown. Yes. Bingo. Yep, yep, yep. Good. Way to follow the chain of events. See, I know football. Debatable. Uh, but anyways, it's, it, it, offensive line and... Tight end, I think, are the two positions. Like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you need a wide receiver here. I don't think you need to go get AJ Green. I don't think you need to go get you need to go get Tyler Boyd. I don't think you need to go get Stephon Diggs. Would it help? Sure. Stephon Diggs is the same receiver that uh, what's his nuts was that's now in LA. Uh, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, same receiver. That didn't work out, did it? My problem with the re- bringing a receiver in is he is he going to learn the system? How many players have have they brought in over the years that just were not able to learn the system and were useless? More, more than their fair share. That's a whole other argument that I want to get into, which is... But, I mean, it's it's not like in baseball where you trade for an outfielder and you can just have him go out and play the outfield. No, you're right. It's different in football. But for I any just, position, you I, have to learn the system. You I don't have to think relearn a, the playbook. I don't think a wide... One, I don't think a wide receiver is where you need to really target to, for someone to go get. And two, I really don't think that you should go out and try and sign, and, and trade for the next uh, big sexy name. I, I don't... I just don't think... I don't think that that's... that's it's never really big, worked out for them in the past. I don't I don't think that's what they should... I don't think that's what they should do. They, I mean, they'll end up signing some... They'll trade a, a six-round pick to, to Detroit for some offensive lineman. That, that's what's going to end up happening. What, if, what if they, they are the anything. best at is targeting those players that can fit their system, and they go out and they make a trade, and when they make the trade, you say, what? who is this guy? And I'll give yeah. you a prime example of that. Noy. Three years ago was Kyle Van Noy. Yeah. They traded a low-round pick to Detroit. A six-round pick? Yeah, and they and they got him, and you're yeah, like, who is higher. this guy? And now he's the arguably the top linebacker on the team. It happens all the time. Look at Nick. It happens all the time. It, it, it I don't want to say all the time, but it, it does happen. And Van Noy is a, Van Noy is a perfect example. So that, that's what I think if the Patriots – now this is a Patriots trade deadline thing, which is it's next week. Week, uh, week six, right? I think so. Uh, no, I think it's later in the month. Oh, well. Um, Look it up, James. Uh, okay. People that are. is his job, right? Yeah, that is my job. <laughs> no. I'm not even joking. His job that's his is job. To, his job is to perfectly announce, pronounce – players names oh then he's getting a bad performance review at the end of the year <laughs> give me the next question james before you look that up I, we, you can look october it up october 29th october 29th next week no, no. the My birthday's week. on a friday that's october 18th today's only the 12th oh i thought we we're in the middle of the month two no. weeks yeah two tuesdays from now or two 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 wednesdays from now something like that right uh give me the next question yeah. james this one's from maddie d is Brady frustrated with his offensive weapons? I think Brady's frustrated with his offensive line. I agree with that. Because he is looking skittish back there. Next question, please. <laughs> Favorite Boston sports jerseys? Home, away, alternates, throwbacks, all in play. Oh. Favorite jersey. What a good question. Who's that from, Matt? Yes. That's our last question, too. Wow, what a good question. Uh, favorite all-time Boston sports jersey? Oof, I got to think about it. I'm going to have to go with the red Patriot jersey we were talking about before. Like from the first Super Bowl they went to when they played the Bears. 85. That era. Pat the Patriot. And, you know, it's hard to compare football jerseys with baseball jerseys, with hockey sweaters. Baseball, nothing really. Basketball, Nothing has tops. really changed, only the hats. 
Or the Red Sox. Well, I like the Red Sox red uniform a lot. But I wouldn't say that's one of my favorite uniforms. Celtics, they've all, ever since like the modern name. You know, they, I, they haven't changed since the 40s. I like the black Celtics uniform with the white with the white piping. With the See, green I mean, the letters. Green, with the green piping. Like, with the like green the, numbers. The and green letters. number of letters. Yeah. And mm. the, I, like, yeah. I like that look, yeah, too. Cool. I like the... Um, the St. Patrick's Day. I also the really, I actually, I really, really like the uh, white uniforms with the green numbers and the the gold lettering. Is that the St. Oh, Patrick's the, Day one? No, that was last year's um Christmas. No, holiday? it was to celebrate the city one, like the playoffs. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was celebrate because it used to be the warm up jacket that used to be the same. Yeah, that's a sharp one, and then. Oof, I can't I go with anything from the Bruins. The winter cl- last year's Winter Classic was nice. Yeah, but it's, but it's. I wouldn't say nicest. I mean, it, the the their original Winter Classic one, the one when they played against the uh, yellow Philadelphia, the yellow one is the nicest one that they've had, because I I like I like the yellow with the brown. Like it, it yep. looked, it was just, it was a nice change. It was good. It was a, a throwback to some of the older stuff. Yeah. That they, that they used to wear. I'm gonna have to go with the red Patriots uniform too. I, I think that's. I think that. It, I mean, it's the only thing that's really different. Can I tell you one I absolutely did not like? The Bruins Pooh Bear one? No. Because that's when, the worst jersey of all time. You remember when the Patriots had, it was more of a royal blue uniform? The Drew Bledsoe During the craft era? The, the 90s era? And they had like a two-tone stripe to them. This one? Nope. No, no. It was it, like a two-tone no. vertic- um, vertical it's, stripe. It's the 90s. Yeah, it's, the, it's like a darker royal blue and a royal blue. Yeah, and you had the shadow number. Yep. yep. Those were pretty hideous. Yeah. There, those were rumored, but that rumor. Yeah, thankfully died. that rumor turned out not to yeah, be true. Thank God. Had my sources out on that one. Uh, but to me, it's the red one, or I I like the color rush a lot. Color rush, they're right up there. I I like they're it. sharp. It sucks that the nicest uniforms are the Patriots uniforms. Like that sucks to me. You know what else I did? Oh, uh, while we're on uniform, I talk. also do like the Bruins alternate last their last alternate. With the with the bear on it, like the bear crest. Yeah, no, that that's. I mean, the thing about the Bruins is, is that it's either black or white. Like there's, like they're 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 their home and away uniforms are the exact same thing. The colors are just inverted. Yeah. Like, but one change the Bruins made to the uniforms, I think it was last season. Maybe even the season before that, their socks they used to be yet their the main color of their socks was yellow, which I did not like, or gold, and I didn't I didn't like it and. I don't know if it was last year or the year before they switched to wearing black socks and having the piping be white and gold, and that makes their uniform look so much better. But they're the same. I mean, the Bruins have had the same uniform for years. The the style piping may change. Basically the same. The Bruins and Celtics and the Red Sox have all had the same. Yeah, so it's got to be – it has to be a Patriots jersey. Yeah. What do the Revs jerseys look like? (laughs) Every time you see them, they're a different color, and – they don't say revs on them. They say United no. Health or yeah, something they, like three that. Three years ago, they, they were the, sponsor logo. the New England flag color, which is red, white, and green. Hmm, I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Any more questions? Any more questions from the gram? Nope. That's uh, it. We're totally, totally maxed out on that. All set with the gram. Excellent. Oh. Oh, you said color rush. I was going to say, I didn't hear yeah. your answer. Color rush. Yeah. All right. The uh, other news. Where do we, Where do we want to start there? When there's uh you know actual teams at play here, where do we want to start? We can start with the Celtics. They've only had two preseasons since we last met. Throw it back right. I there. haven't seen a single second. All I know is that everyone was all crazy because Taco Falls. His first game, he was really good in. The second game, 
didn't have that many minutes. I think only like five. But first game he was in, he was somewhat. It's just had a block and a dunk, right? Yeah. The, oh man, the, that makes for a good game. No, uh, the starters. He's, he's he's eight feet tall. I mean, you mean to tell me that he can dunk? Yes. That's insane. Yeah. How can a man that big dunk? He got five. He had five points. It was shocking. Five points. Yes. Well, that means he must have hit a free throw or a yeah. three. If he hit a free throw or a th- I, I got to look James's that up. James' head is going to explode. Yeah, man. It, it, no. it might be Taco Tuesdays. The oh, my God. That but you ass. know what? But on a serious note, they are hurting for big men. So he could sneak onto the roster. Yeah, maybe as like I a could, 12th man. I could see the, a, a scenario where don't, don't they carry a 15-man roster and have, only 12 have, are active for the game? They have Eden, Enos. 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 Enos Cantor. Cantor, big man. Yeah. The Time Lord, big man. Daniel Tice. I was gonna say those two guys right there are better than are better than than Taco. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, they're better than him. Robert but it's, it's not a lot of quality there. Yeah, Cantor's a very good player. Don't Can't, underestimate Cantor. No, Cantor's, Cantor's a very all right, good. All right, player. he's one. He's he's not great defensively. He's one. Though. You can't go with one all game long. I don't know, man. You, you would you, you not want an eight foot print inside the paint? No, I don't want an eight foot <laughs> man just because he's eight feet tall. He's eight feet tall and he weighs less than I do. How is that? How is that going to? That's more of an indictment of you than I think it is of him. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> he's he, seriously. And might I say, you are a chip off the old block, so I shouldn't. I shouldn't criticize. Seriously though, he's eight foot tall. And he's eight feet tall, and he weighs a, a buck fifty. Like how is that? Like his legs. He is an in, so, he is an intimidating presence in the middle, though. He can get bodied out so easy. So easily. What do you think he's going to do he against someone who can actually move? Even, like, uh, some, even, a big even guy somebody 6'8 tries to body him out, he can still reach over them. No. No. Look, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying he's going to be a starter and he's going to be a superstar. All I'm saying is they are thin on the front line. And there's okay, there fine. I could see he, a way he, that he, he could sneak onto the roster. I'm not saying he's going to get a ton of playing time either. But he could sneak onto the roster. I think it's more likely he ends up in Portland. So he can develop. No, I, I I think he stays on the roster. He weighs two hundred and eighty nine pounds. That's what you just said, according to ESPN. Okay, he's really eight two eighty nine tall. He's yep. seven 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 six. That's a massive human being. He is two a full two feet taller than me. Full just just for being <laughs> just for being alive. He should weigh at minimum. He should never ever ever go below two thirty. I can't, for being I can't that believe big. he's 286. Just for 289. 289. Just for being that big, you should never be below 230 pounds. Am I am I wrong? Maybe, well, he's 289. 286. What My are you saying? My point is is that just just raw skeleton alone should weigh that much? Right, yeah. Raw skeleton organs and your basic your basic muscle function. So what's your point? You should be at least that he's not he's not big. He's not a big guy. Yes, he's 7 foot 6. I understand that. Yes, his name is Taco, so the fans can dress up like tacos in the crowd and make themselves look like morons. Yes, I get it. It's and cute. Then, and they're it's adorable. Have free tacos put, every Tuesday put, game. <laughs> put LeBron James on Taco Fall, and LeBron James, who isn't that big himself, will manhandle him. Anthony Davis will make him look stupid. LeBron James is not that big. He's six eight, muscular wise. You ever seen he Le- is muscular. What are you Le- talking you about? You ever seen LeBron James's like chest? Yeah, small. We talked about this before. Small. I take it in a heartbeat. I would too. But is but I'll take his height. He in is a not small. 
He LeBron gets up. James, look at his chest. I'm telling you, he is small in the chest. His look, arms and stuff. Look like, at his arms and his shoulders. Yeah, no, 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 no. That that that's that's different than his chest. But he will he will body Taco Fall out of out of the lane. Anthony Davis will make will make him look stupid. Which is why he needs to get on a weight program and go down to Portland and work on his game. Guy's only been playing basketball for like five or six years. Yeah, which is even get off the Taco Fall stuff, James. <laughs> I get just, off. I am reporting stuff that our fans and our viewers want to hear. Get off the Taco Fall stuff. Like it, it, it. This is the most we've ever talked about Celtics. That'll change soon. Okay. But uh, what else? Where, where do we want to go next? I'm, I'm over the Celtics. Okay, now. we can go to Bruins. Why don't, why don't we go to the Red Sox? Because we'll the Red be Sox, quick. and then okay. We'll no, go. actually, I, I've got some Red Sox stuff I actually do want to talk about. Okay, go to the Bruins. The the okay, so the Bruins. Uh, Bruins just keep winning. Actually, you know what? They, no, they, they, they lost. lost they lost game. to Colorado. They lost to Colorado. But I and and in, in, in typical, I usually keep it to, to New England to the to the Patriots fans with their arrogance and their. Uh, I don't want to insult. They're better, th- holier than thou attitudes. That's that's Patriots fans for the most part, right? Six rings, kiss the rings, Brady, go, blah blah blah. Bruins fans are getting there too, honestly. Or it's Twitter. It's one or the other. It might it, just be Twitter. It, it, it's just probably Twitter. It might just be Twitter. I saw a thing saying, it's weird. The only way you could beat the Bruins this year is if you disallow all of their goals because they had two goals disallowed against the Avalanche. One of them was still a question mark to me. And I watched the game, so I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have to say, the fact that you can go back a minute and review an entire play to disallow a goal is ridiculous. So you know what that I is probably do? worse than being allowed to uh, go back and review pass interference in the NFL. You know what I don't like is when they do the frame by frame. Was it skate off the ice? Was it not? Like that's yeah. the stuff that drives me nuts. Yeah, and but, you have to slow it down to micro speeds right. in order to actually see it. Right. But you know what I you know what I do like, and I think I've said this before about the is that the play can keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going if someone if someone in Toronto. Which is where their review headquarters is realizes that that something was called incorrectly, like if someone was offside or 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 if it uh, a puck went in the net, they can signal to the rink, to the arena people themselves to sound the horn and mid play the horn will just go off and the play will get dead so it doesn't get too too far ahead. But you're right, it is stupid that they can go back and say the last two minutes of this game didn't count. So let me I because I don't know. Let me ask the question. If is that something that is reviewable when the goal is scored? Like, is every goal reviewed like every yes, touchdown yes. is reviewed? Yes. Do they go all the way back on that, or is that something that has to be challenged? Challenged. So they'll review the goal to see if it's a good goal, and then the coach can ask for a challenge back two minutes Yes. to see if it was offside. But the thing about it is is that is that they'll ne- uh, Toronto won't make the decision without talking to the refs. Like, the refs have to look at it and see, and then they kind of collaborate and say, well, mm-hmm. this is what we saw. What did you see? What happened? Blah, blah, blah. But the but the, but the on goals, if like th- they can signal a review, but the ref, like they can't say it wasn't a goal. It's like the NFL. They, the refs still have to go. Like, the the booth can, can do the review, but the refs still has to go and make his, his own decision. Now, did that rule come out of some egregious call that happened in the playoffs that cost somebody a game, like the pass interference rule in the NFL? I know that there's a new out-of-bounds rule. No. Because of the playoffs. No. 
It didn't. They didn't. It just. It's a rule that they that they started that they wanted to have looked at was that to have coaches challenges and when you open Pandora's box, crazy stuff starts to happen, and and that's 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 the outcome of it. That was one of the things that they fought for for you to be able to go back and challenge it. And and I'm not saying this because it went against the Bruins. I just think that's a ridiculous rule. It is. It is. But but I mean the. The beauty about all this replay stuff is for every time that, that it, there's a questionable call that goes against you, there'll be a questionable call that goes for you. Yeah, but at some point it just slows down the, the watching of the game. It makes the game unwatchable if you have to go back and review Especially these ticky-tack little things. Another one is in baseball when a, uh, when a runner slides into a bag and the, and the fielder will leave the glove on him in case his foot pops up off the bag just a little bit as he's trying to gain his balance that's not the intent of a rule of a rule like that is for those little ticky tack things and then they review it and it, and they yeah. check just frame by frame to see if at any point he was exactly the bag oh right there his finger came off his fingernail came off the bag yeah, it is before his foot touches it is stupid it, it is it is dumb uh, and i know ultimately it's about getting it right but it's still it, it takes away from your viewing pleasure of the game Overall, the Bruins have looked very, very good thus yes. far. Like yes, as 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 a whole, they've looked good. Um, you don't see any 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 type of of Stanley Cup hangover, which I don't know if we mentioned that last time or if I just was talking about the Bruins to somebody else. But so sorry if I'm repeating myself. No, I think that was when we were asked for a prediction of the season. I said seven or eight seed and out in the first round, Stanley Cup hangover. I, you're not seeing it right now, anyway. But that doesn't mean. I mean, it's a long, long, long season, and. The Stanley Cup hangover usually happens to the team who wins the Stanley Cup because you spend the next two months Ruin celebrating. Ruining a trophy. No, you don't. Yeah. Yes, you spend the next two months. <laughs> you spend the next two months just crapping all over hundreds of years of history yep. and and eating stuff out of out of the Stanley Cup. Yep. That's that's what you True. do. Um, but that's usually the team that has the Stanley Cup hangover. Is the team that won. But we'll see what happens when you start to get to. January, February. One good thing is they came home three and one. Yes, from a West Coast road trip. Yep. And I, I know now as a fan, I hate, hate, hate that they started their their season out west. Yes. But at the same time, there's no better way to. This sounds corny, I know, but form a team bond. Like teams look forward, trip. teams look forward to their long West Coast road trip. East Coast teams look forward to going out. They usually plan like lame suit day and like all that kind of stuff while they're out on the road. But it's good. It's a good thing to have the team start out on the West Coast and yeah, worked so well for the Red Sox this year. Well, maybe should have fired the manager, but that's neither here nor there. But um, it is good that they started out on the West Coast and they come home three and one. Their their seat their home opener is. Tonight, we're recording on Saturday afternoon, and their home opener is tonight. And then they play Monday afternoon against the Ducks. Quack. Quack, quack, quack. quack but quack, quack, quack. they have looked good so far. Still some issues with the second line. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to have... And the third line. They're going to have some depth issues, but but the but the thing about it is if the Bergeron, um, Bergeron. Marshan, Pasternak line is going, Which it's it going to be very, 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 very hard to beat them because that line is... And probably the best line in hockey, and, and their defense overall has been solid. Yeah, the, yes. I mean, the, yeah, the defense is going to be fine. It's, it's your scoring depth is going to be your issue, which really doesn't, which really doesn't come into a play during the during the regular season. It's the playoffs because that's when coaches do matchups during the regular season. Most coaches just roll lines, 
But when you come to the playoffs, then you can get matchups and home ice and all that stuff, and you can get your matchups. That's when it that's when it comes into play. But during the regular seasons, if that line is rolling, it's the best line in hockey. And 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 and, and if it's rolling, they're very very tough to beat. Agree. We agree on something. Never yeah. mind. I changed my mind. They're the worst line in hockey, and the Bruins stink. Agree. Wow. <laughs> okay, we'll move on to the Red Sox. Okay. James, switch the switch the screen for me. Perfect. Boom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the Red Sox. So the news on the Red Sox is that they are shuffling their coaches. Yes. Firing and or reassigning. So all the dirt's coming out now. Give me the rundown. On, I know you have the have it right in front of you. Can you give me the rundown as to what happened with the coaching staff this week? Well, the biggest one is Daniel Evangie will not be returning as pitching coach. He is being reassigned what? to the scouting staff. Let staff finish. <laughs> An assistant assistant pitching coach was also reassigned, and the assistant hitting coach hires, or is he the hitting coach? The ass, the assistant hitting coach is also moving on. But the big one is Lavangie and and his assistant reassigned. What the heck does reassigned mean? It means you, it means you're getting no, no, another no, no, job. No. I'm not I'm not stupid. I it means know you're not getting fired. I know what reassigned. We're moving means. you somewhere else. So basically, you suck as a pitching coach, but we'll see how you are at uh, getting our next talent. Hey, no, he's not. He's, he's major league scouting. He didn't suck at his pitching coach. He's not. He's ipso facto getting fired as the pitching coach. Getting right? fired as the pitching he's coach, getting, yes, but he's, he's not out of a job. He's, he's not. He's not out on the, the street. When does this ever happen? They probably, happens all the time. Where, where coaches get reassigned in the same organization? Yes. The pitching coach goes from being a pitching coach to a to an MLB scout. Yes. yes. That, when does that happen? Happens all the time. Give me an example. I can't give you an example because off it the top happen. of my head. It does happen all the time. So they did. They had no problem with him. So they're kind. I, so I what? Like he's a nice team. guy. Okay, so he's so he's a nice guy who didn't who didn't get anything out of his pitching staff this year. Nothing. Can't can't do anything with a bullpen. The starters weren't good. We all agree on that. Have you heard of the dissension that's coming out now that happened between him and the manager and and the front office staff? They all wanted to rely more on analytics, which are taking over the game. He wanted to go with old school what he sees with his eyeballs. So apparently there was a disconnect and a lot of disagreements on how they should attack opposing hitters. So much so that it led to the point of they were doing so much arguing, they were never game planning for the batters that they were going to face. And the pitchers did not know what they were supposed so to do. So let me get this straight. I didn't know that. But All right, me- so I'm just recounting to you what I have heard. Okay. All right, so before you attack me on I'm how stupid that you. is. I'm not attacking okay. you, but let me just let me just wrap my head around what you just told me. You just told me that management slash Alex Cora. No. Upper management. No. Get off your Alex Cora. No, this has nothing to do with Alex Cora. Upper management slash Alex Cora wanted to go based on analytics. Correct. And Dana Levangie wanted to go based on his eyeball test. Yes. And they were arguing so much that they couldn't agree to form a game plan. Yes. That's what's happening. Those are the reports. So you take the guy that wants to go eyeball test and you say, you can no longer be the pitching coach. Now you have to go out and find people? No. He's not going out. He's going to be a major league scout. Which means what? He's an advanced scout. If you're playing, the, Yanke- go, if gonna- you're playing the Yankees, he goes out and scouts the Yankees the week before. So he is. So he's going to go take his eyeball theory out on the road, which they didn't agree on. 
Because they want to go based on analytics. Yes. What's his point then? That I, I kinda agree. Do you know like I, like no, so, I, I get so, what you're saying. So you take a guy who wanted to who wanted to use his pitchers based on eyeball tests, you're gonna send him out to eyeball the other team and then just look at the analytics anyway. What is his point? Why would you reassign him if, if he doesn't agree with your philosophy, get rid of him. I'm not nothing against Daniel Levangi. But if he does, if you don't agree with with his thought, like so, you're going to send him out to New York to to check out how uh, Tanaka is pitching or James Paxton is pitching, and then you're going to go back and just look at the analytics anyway. What is his job? That's that's kind of good point. That's a that's good point. Really, I'm yeah. not going to argue with you. No, how does that? I mean, I would hope sense? I would hope that they would use a combination of the two to totally rely on analytics, which can be somewhat arbitrary. Then it seems like having a guy who believes in analytics and Alex Cora and then having an eyeball test guy as your pitching coach would probably work perfectly to have a, to have a, a, a relationship and to, and to Not all, and no. use both. Apparently it's, it didn't. If, if you're going to go and you're going to use a hybrid style of the two, how can, you, how can you use human beings and not factor in eyeball test? I don't know. Like how, how can you go based off what a computer tells you if you're dealing with human beings? Analytics to me are a tool. They should not be the Alex be Porter all to end me is all. A tool. I get that impression. Wow, that's a shock. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't even know that. No, I said it. Analytics are a tool. They shouldn't be the be all end all. Because there's so many other factors that can go into it. You just can't look at the raw data. You're right. Which is what I eyeball test. Yes. I, it seems to me like they're just paying Dana Lavangie to just be away from the team. If you look at the metrics. For defensive players, Jackie Bradley is rated as only a slightly above average outfielder. Gary Sanchez is re- is rated as one of the best catchers in baseball. Defensively? Yes. That's a lot. What's your eyeball test tell you? My eyeball test tells me that Bradley is a very, very, very high above average outfielder, and Sanchez is a slab of beef they, behind the plate. Are they counting both stats? Though? Well, here's the thing. Offense and defense. No, it's defensive metrics. Just defense. Well, yeah, but here, okay. So here, but here's the thing. The computer says that you. So basically, if those two are being compared and you're trying to decide which one to have on your team, the computer says Gary Sanchez is the better choice, right? That's what you're telling me. If you're gonna go strictly by the metrics, yeah. What does the eyeball test tell you? Who would you rather have I, on your team? Gary I'm talking def- or, or I'm talking Jackie defensively. Bradley? I'm talking defensively. Ah, okay. Well, it, you may maybe maybe analytics isn't wrong. I don't know. Well, my, my eyeball says defensive. How, he, how is, Sanchez has a plus plus arm, but he is a horrendous receiver. Which how can you how can you rate that? <laughs> and I'm sure they have a metric for it. <laughs> it's gotta be based on like pass balls and stuff. That that's gotta be like like pass like you your so, eyeball test I mean uh, So again, uh, we're, we're talking about we're talking about So the there's ball. probably some formula that's been established that weights Certain things like pop time, percentage of runners thrown out, number of pass balls per whatever. That's what I'm saying. But that's some arbitrary formula that somebody put together. Yeah, Jonah Hill and uh, Moneyball. Yeah, Same it's that guy. Or Bill James. It's a, or uh, what's or his? or some Carmine, the Red Sox computer, or some nerd stat guy somewhere. Compton Alex Tron. Spear put the number together. That I would believe. That that makes total sense. That I would believe. Um, other bit, other bit of Red Sox news. Did you see who said they were interested in taking over the um, the? Uh, yes, uh, I yes I did because I put it on the agenda. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> the pitching coach duties. Yes. 
Mr. Kurt Schilling. Actually, he's looking for a job in baseball. He's interested in either the Red Sox pitching job or the newly open Phillies manager job. Why did he lose his announcer job? Uh, because his, of his political uh, slants and postings on social media. Oh, so Major League Baseball wouldn't keep him high, or ESPN actually, right? Wouldn't keep him. Well, the hired. very, very, very liberal ESPN did not agree with his conservative views. So, does he actually think he can get a job in baseball? Do you think he'll get a job in baseball? But if he's the Red Sox pitching coach, I'm not watching the Red Sox next year. Why? I can't stand Kirk. Schoen. First of all, just because somebody was a star player does not mean he can be a good coach or manager. Yeah, just look at how usually he was a usually player and he's a great manager, right? Not according to you. Usually it's the exact opposite. There yeah. are very few star players that have gone on to be good coaches or ma- or manager. Was the, Do- the Dodgers manager and now he's in the Marlins? Don Mattingly? Don Mattingly. He's a pretty good player. He was a good player. Pretty good coach. Highly overrated in my opinion. As a coach or player? As a player. I guess he's not really a good coach. He, he was a superstar player because he played in New York. Tony La Russa? That's a good one. Not a great player. Tony La Russa didn't even play Major League Baseball. Oh. Who am I? Not Isn't he in the show? Isn't he a diamond card in the Tony show as a third baseman? I don't think he played in the major leagues. Person. Joe Torre. Joe Torre. Joe Torre was, Joe he was a Hall of Fame player. Joe Torre. That's who we're thinking. That's Joe Torre. Because you were going by the show. I know what yeah, you're, I can see the card in Joe my Joe Torre was also not that. a good manager until he w- managed those stacked Yankee teams that I think any of the three of us could have managed to at least three World Series. Well. Not me. I would have been Pete Rose in it. <laughs> <laughs> Only instead of gambling for money, it would have been for your fantasy team. No, for the Red Sox. Oh, yeah, we're going against the Red Sox. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Double A team, call up. <laughs> no, as with anything, there are exceptions to every rule, but by and large. Do you think Do you think Kurt Schilling will get a coaching job no. in Major League Baseball? No. no. I do not. Minor Good. League, maybe. Maybe maybe he might get a job. Ride. He's like, not going to ride a bus. Yeah, well, I'm say, uh, maybe like a roving minor league instructor, the kind of guy that comes to spring training and pops in here and there. Or but, Arizona League. A, or a special Arizona League, yeah, that's a good call. A special consultant to the team, which I think has already started playing. Yeah, the Arizona Fall League. I don't. I just. I don't. I don't. I don't. There's no way he's the Red Sox pitching coach next season, right? No. Like no chance. Who's that guy that um they're talking about? Friedman. Who's this Friedman? Andrew guy? Friedman. Yeah. He is the GM of the Dodgers, who uh, contract has expired. Originally came from Tampa Bay. Yeah, because that guy didn't spend any money in L.A. or anything. He also produced a lot of homegrown talent. In Tampa Bay. And with the Dodgers. Every year, Dodgers had rook, a rookie of the year like three, four years in a row. Bellinger, Peterson. Yeah. They, ju- they just crank Seager. out talent. Yeah. Corey Seager, Alex Verdugo. This year they, they had have... Will Smith. I guess uh, they did. They had another one come up. Will Smith. Bueller is homegrown. Either. Which yeah. is what I was talking about before with um, so he must who were we talking about? He must be the perfect candidate though because he can spend money and he can draft. Well, exactly, and I think we had but, this back and forth on Twitter amongst uh, our group is, yeah, you you take a guy from a team like Tampa Bay who built a team through homegrown talent and cost-cutting and value players. Now you give him a big payroll where he can offset that mindset by bringing in higher-priced talent what kind of team can you have? And I think the Dodgers have been that team in the last few years. They just haven't been able to put it over the top and win. Again, because I think they rely too much on analytics. That's Dave Roberts a lot. Well, that's going to be coming from upstairs too. But let me ask you a question. How and much? and and if I may add one more thing, John Henry, how did he make his millions, billions? 
developing a formula to predict the stock market or futures market or whatever whatever market it was. He is a he is a incredible nerd when it comes to analytics. So if that team is going to go in any direction, it's going to be they're going to lean even more on analytics. So let me ask you, I don't know the answer, and I guess this would actually be a good question for Ryan, who, by the way, sorry, Ryan. Um, yep. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, T's yep. and P's. Um, I, I, did the Dodgers draft those players? Did they draft Bellinger? Did they draft Verdugo? Did they draft I believe they Seager? did, yes. Did they, yes. Or, did they, or did they acquire them in trades? Because to well, me— e- either way, you either wait. identified them and developed them, or you, you identified them with another team— and then develop them yourself and brought them in. Well, to me, a general manager, he doesn't. He just listens to his his drafts his his draft scouts, doesn't he? For when when it comes to when it comes to drafting players. Now, if you're trading players, you're, I mean, you're still listening to your scouts, but you have the uh, ability to pull it off or the the gonads to pull it off or whatever it may be. Well, you still got to be able to decipher the information too and have a vision in place on where you want to be. Dodger was drafted by the Dodgers. What about Verdugo? Okay. Um. And 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 I know I'm pretty sure Seager was drafted by the Dodgers too. But is that the Hispanic girl on uh, Modern Family, Verdugo? No. Oh, that's he's like a he wears like a do rag. He's, oh. he's an outfielder for the Dodgers, and he wears like a one of those like skull caps that looks like a do rag. But uh, anyway, my point is, or my my thinking is, how much realistically does a general manager have to do with with drafting players? Like, don't they have to rely on their scouts? Like, maybe it's maybe it's the Red Sox scouts that suck, that that aren't great at 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 well, how at, much at recognizing talent? Because how much of the head of any organization is actually out there doing the grunt work? Well, signing players, I would assume, is the thing, and that's and that's even that's, then you've got assistant GMs that probably do a lot of the of the work, but you've still got to have somebody leading the organization, identifying which way you want to go, taking that information given to them, and making the final call. Yeah, he's not so, doing it all by himself. No, 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 no of course not. I just I even just, even Theo had his horde of people, Jed Hoyer and some of the other people that he had working with him. That they've all gone on to be GMs of other teams now. Verdugo and Seager both got drafted by Dodgers. Interesting. So it's I would like the Dodgers draft uh, uh, scouts to come on over, <laughs> and uh, well, maybe he brings some of those people with him. By the Red Sox, that because. So the big conspiracy now, Tony Maz had an article on this and so did Alex Spear, is that Friedman has not re-signed with the Dodgers and the Red Sox did not re-up Dombrowski solely because they both had the idea that Friedman would come over to the it's Red a match Sox. match made in heaven. Yeah. Don't the Dodgers... The, the timing was right. Don't the Dodgers... Isn't the Dodgers hitting coach like J.D. Martinez is like savant... Uh, coach like he was the guy that like went over all of his at bats with him and stuff isn't that and then he ended up he was like jd martinez like personal hitting coach and then he ended up getting he was the he became the hitting coach for the dodgers after that isn't isn't that that i don't know i think that I think i'm that's not actual I, I do not know good story so what are you thinking he opts out and goes to the dodgers or, or freeman brings over. the guy over with him yeah the uh the assistant hitting coach that the red sox let go was andy barquette I don't know who that tim is. hires is their hitting coach he's staying for now i don't i mean uh, again i just the Lavangie things it scratched my head when I saw reassigned and if in and it just it that doesn't it doesn't compute to me. It's uh if you don't get along or you don't you don't you're not seeing eye to eye, just get rid of them. I'm my guess is they still value Lavangie's input, just not as pitching. Just coach. not enough to sit in. Now here's a guy that rose from he was a bullpen catcher. 
and he rose up through the ranks to pitch and coach. So he's one. He's like it's the Dante Ameri- Scarnecchia. True American story. He's like the Dante Scarnecchia of the Red Sox. Is he has survived from all different regimes and head coaches and managers to get up to the point where he is now. Shall we move on to the Patriots? Yes. Yes, we shall. What? 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 I mean, what really is there to say about the Patriots that we haven't already said? Don't you just feel like it's it's more of the same? They beat they beat the Giants, uh, thirty five to what fourteen? Fourteen. I thought they weren't going to beat the Giants. It was scary until so the th- about the middle of the third quarter. So the thing about it is, I wasn't I wasn't ever like, oh, the Patriots are going to lose this game because the Giants are pretty bad. Again, have the Patriots faced? No, a, no, a we've team? established that we no, don't no, need no, no, no. we don't not need to hack that team. out again. Not even a good team. Have the Patriots faced a team at a hundred percent health? Do you ever face a team at a hundred percent health in the NFL? Except maybe week one. I'm talking, I'm talking, huge pieces. Like the 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 Patriots play the Giants. Who's the Giants' best player? Saquon Barkley. He play? No. Nope. The Giant. Uh, the Patriots played. Who they play last week? Uh, Buffalo. No. Nope. That was a week before. Washington. Which they played Washington. Buffalo. They played Buffalo, and they were pretty much healthy until their quarterback was dead. Yes. About halfway through the third quarter. Yeah. Who they play? Washington. Yep. Who's their best player? Offensive player. They don't have one. Alex Smith. Alex Smith or Adrian yeah, Peterson. But Alex Smith is Alex Smith not playing. Like they're they're like these teams suck. The Patriots played a suck schedule. But, th- but, but that's even, the NFL. Even their NF. Even like the studs on the opposing teams aren't even making it into these games. Like I'm convinced that when the Patriots play the Cowboys, Zeke Elliott's gonna get hurt the week before. I'm convinced that when the Patriots play the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, not one, both. Are gonna get hurt the week before. Mahomes got hurt last week. Yeah, but he's gonna play. But it, it, but he's I, hobbled. Yeah, but take but, away some of his mobility, I, and he's not quite the quarterback that he was. That Texas dude can defense. throw. He can throw, but his mobility is what makes him great. When they play the Texans, they play. Chiefs are playing the Texans this week. Oh, I, it's okay. Whenever the, whenever the Patriots play the Texans, JJ Watt will break his hand the 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 the, the, the night before. before. Not even the week before, the night before, so he can't. So, we, like, if he breaks it the week before, he might be able to put a cast on it and still play. But he'll break it the <laughs> night before the game. He'll and, like and Deshaun Watson will stub his toe in uh, pregame warmups. Yeah, he'll have a hangnail that, he, or someone, someone will step on his, someone will step on his cleats. The, the and then it'll break a break a Wentz. toenail. I'm yeah, for him now. Like, like it's it's unbelievable how this how this keeps happening. But anyway, neither here nor there. Truthfully, this game. The Patriots got lucky that their defense is as good as it is. Because if they were relying on their offense to win them games like they have in the past, maybe the last three years or so, they've relied on the offense to win games and shootouts and, and you know, things of things things like that where, where you know, they're taking care of the ball and not turning the ball over, being eating up clock and, and controlling the game offensively. They're not doing that. They're definitely a different team than they were even three years ago. This this They have team, totally shifted to a defensive-oriented team. Defense and special teams. The, the, They've the, always been good on special teams. Oh, always. They've had Matthew Slater. They've had Matthew Slater, so that's a good point. But it seems like why are you so arrogant today? Because we're not on Facebook, so <laughs> I can I can really like I can just sit here, kick back, take the hat why off. Why is it just because my hair down. just because you point out that a guy is very good it's that, like this that man, he's a Patriots fan, but it's like It's hard to tell, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's like well, you that's, hate that's, everything. They're not just good because they have Matthew Slater, but Matthew Slater is a standout player. What's your problem with him? On special teams. So what? So what? That's a third of the game. All, all three phases of the game. Blah. Um, 
they probably would have lost that game if they relied solely on their offense. They, prob- they probably would have lost the Buffalo game had they solely relied right. on their they offense. They probably would have lost the – nope, not that game because they're the Washington Redskins are barely even an NFL franchise. Um, but there's there was another one too. I can't think of it. Probably the Steelers game, honestly. That that was – I mean – No, that was a blowout. Yeah, that was – but but the defense really – the defense set the tone in that game big time early on. Right. But, you know the big difference I see between this defense and the defense that they've had the last few years, like prior to the middle of last season, is the defense before could not get off the field on third down. This team forces so many three and outs, or maybe they'll give up one first down, but, but then they'll shut down the drive. And that makes a huge difference in field possession too, which helps you when you don't have a high-powered offense. If you're If you're continually taking over the ball deep in your end, which is what was happening Thursday night against the Giants – was the Giants were getting up to midfield, and then they were pinning the Patriots deep. And the Patriots, and then add in that the Patriots don't really have a kicker, and he was kicking into a 50-mile-an-hour wind. So that that's why you saw them continually hold. going for it on fourth down, even though it was fourth and six, fourth and three. They were still going for it rather than trying to kick a long field goal. So that, that made a difference in this game. You yeah, still with fact- me? Yeah, the fact, that, the fact that they don't have a kick, they don't really have a kicker. No, my point wasn't about the kicker. No, my no, my know, point was about the defense. The defense has been the stellar. Defense, the defense has been stellar. But in this game. I see. I got what you're saying. They're the really, Giants were extending their drives a little bit more, getting up to midfield, and that was pinning the Patriots further back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the defense you, can you. hold you deeper in, their, in the other team's end. Siri thought I was talking to her. Th- then you get the ball then you get the ball closer to midfield and you don't have to have as long of a drive. Gotcha. Get it. I'm with it. I'm with it. But the kicker. Is, uh, you br- We're not talking kicker this week. I'm, fine. I'm, I'm, but the uh, fact that they don't have one is going to become a real issue at some it, point. It will when they play a real team. It's going to become an, a real issue at some point. Moving on from kicker talk. The um, two things that I saw that I heard interesting off the field with the Patriots, not not necessarily the game. It is what it is. More of the well, same. Well, can we? Just talk a little bit more about the game. Can we talk about how Tom Brady ran for two rushing touchdowns? No, I won't. I'm no, I'm not going to mention that at all. No, I um, I got a problem, though, the Patriots' defense. Two big plays they've already given yes. up. They gave it up the Frank Gore run against Buffalo and mm-hmm. that, and that pass against on them this past week with they, Golden Tate. I figured you would have liked that with Golden no. Tate. They, no, uh, I had him okay, on Okay, my, whoa, whoa, no. whoa, whoa, whoa. The Golden Tate <laughs> thing, the Golden Tate thing was, was, was partially luck. Like, like, like for him that for him to like the ball got deflected, and for him to for him to juggle it and stay with it. Partially yeah, but he locked. also got well behind the defender. Was it Jackson? Uh, no, Jackson was right there. He knocked the ball. No, he didn't. No, no, he didn't. No, he got behind. He got behind him by a couple of steps. No, this is the touchdown one. Yeah, he didn't have. He had an open. They were neck and neck, and whoever it was covering him jumped, got a hand on the ball, and he juggled it. And where was the safety? Probably on the other side it, of the field. It's a four. It was right. It was. Because they kept on running the forty-six defense, so the safety was only in the middle. He wasn't reaching. Yeah, I, I, I chalked that play up as to kind of. Yes, it was a big play, kind of luck. No, it's That's just two not, weeks in a row they've given up three, a big play. Three. What was the Frank Gore run? The touchdown against the, against Washington. They ran like an end around reverse, and the guy broke it for yeah. a sixty-yard run. What was the other touchdown? One? And Golden Tate. What was the other one? You said there were three. Yeah, Frank Gore. Frank Gore. Frank Gore. Frank Gore. Washington. The wide receiver came around an end around. Broke it, about 55, 60 yards. I'm whiffing on the Frank Gore one, but I'll go he, with He I'll ran it. for like 60-plus yards. Yeah. And the ball was on like the 10, and he took it out across midfield to like the, to like the Patriots 40. Broke a huge run. Oh, but it wasn't a touchdown. No, 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 no. But no, 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 okay. no but, but big play. 
but big plays against the better teams that are coming up after Monday is very important. Because Monday is Jets. But, I mean, yeah. They go from Thursday to Monday? Yeah. Yeah, they do. They have a really good schedule. It's Jeez. The big play is a little bit of an issue. I wouldn't panic about it yet. I, no, even if you give up one big play a game then you give up one you right, give up a if, touchdown. I like, mean, okay, you have four points. takeaways, so. Right. I, I'll, I'll take that. Their turnover ratio has to be crazy. But good. some of that is playing against inexperienced quarterbacks too. Yeah. And I yeah. have to say, Daniel Jones, I like what I see of this kid. Yeah, he's gonna. He, be, he's he gonna looks be like the real deal. But number six, six, number eight, number eight overall. Yeah, no, that's probably a reach yeah, for him. Number six, actually. Yeah, no. he's, he's number eight. He was it, taking it like was a fourth reach. or something like that. But regardless, I mean, how many guys do you see drafted second that turn out turn out to be busts? How many guys do you see draft, drafted first one. that turn out to be buffs? Busts. Buffs. Buff, buff, bust. Jeez, between the two Say of you. Say that four times fast. Between the two of you. Um, uh, one other, couple other concerns I had. <laughs> sacks allowed. Not just yeah. for, not just for Brady getting hit. It's just, eventually those are going to take their toll. He's been getting hit a lot, and they're giving up too many sacks. Well, he put on all that weight this year. He put on that extra pound of muscle, so he was. Well, that's prepared. why he could rush for those two touchdowns. And he was well. He's prepared to take all these hits because he put on that weight. Well, it's a good thing because he's been taking them. Yeah, yeah. And, no, and the, the thing with him blows. is, you hit him. How many times have we seen him the strip sack fumble? Or you hit him early and it throws him off his entire game. His timing's all screwed up. He's thinking too much. He's panicking. He's got quick feet. He's, he's it, he doesn't have quick feet. He's got he does not he's have got, quick he's feet. He's got panicky feet, and you know all of a sudden. Uh, it, and the other the other issue with the offensive line is you don't have a good blocking tackle, which is why how many times do we see them try to go off tackle with runs and the runs would get stuffed? This is a team that has to run between the tackles. When you run off tackle, that has not worked for years with this team. And and lacking a good blocking tight end only makes it worse. And with the coming pass rushers coming up. It's 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 crazy. That this off the offensive line is not great. They can they don't have a great run game right now because of the offensive line. Brady doesn't well, have bes- much time. Beside that, Mi- Michelle still had a good game. Five and zero. Michelle had a good game, and the load was totally on him because once again, Rex Burkhead was hurt. This six and zero. Six and zero. Six and zero. I mean, it's it, it, it's the offensive line. I mean, you, you got to figure something out. Some you have to figure something out there. Well, but they're still winning. They're still winning, but they're playing crap teams. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I know. You don't have to tell me twice. So, I mean, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's not get too excited. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And, and, and I mean, again, it's more of the same talk when it comes to the Patriots. One positive I saw coming out of that game was the emergence of Myers and Olszewski as oh, targets. Because at the end, they were forced to play. Gordon got hurt. Mm-hmm. You had Dorsett out with an injury. Yep. Edelman's playing with broken ribs like a madman. I don't know what you would do without him right now. Uh, Lacoste got hurt again. So you tore, in most of the second half, you were playing with basically, oh, Jacoby, uh, Jacob Job, uh, Jacobson, Jacobson, the fullback from Germany. Oh, Jacobson. He got hurt. Now he's on the IR. So basically all you had left at the at the end of the game was for receivers, Myers, Elman, and Olszewski. And all you had for a running back James was... White. You had James White, you had Bolden, who's been getting a bigger role, and you Sony have um, Sony Michelle. That's he, all you had. I think Myers is going to be a, a halfway decent receiver. He actually he's he's a big dude. He'll go up and get a ball, and he seems like he, he's not afraid to to go get it. Yeah, like it, I don't I, know how great he is think, at running routes. I think Olszewski I could be the successor to Edelman in the slot. That dude has no fear. 
I think you have to have no fear to return punts. That's like a that's like a he is a madman. That's like a death wish. I feel like to so, return punts. Speaking of injuries, you had Gordon injured in this game. You had Hightower, Lacoste, Chung, J.C. Jackson, and Jacobson Some all injured names. in this game. Big names. Thursday Go- games suck. Gordon, from what I understand, avoided a a, bi- a major major injury. They well, it's said, good. They said that he was it. it he might not play next week, but he, he avoided a long-term major injury. Well, knee, it, right? It knee, was yeah. knee, yeah. That was pretty ugly. Yeah. And and it's good now that they don't play for 12 days, whatever it is, so they can have a chance to get some of these guys back and healthy. And even when they do, it's the Jets. At home? Is that a home Darno game? will be back, though, won't he? No, that's it. Darno comes back, I believe, this week. Yeah, so, eh? But still. Darno changes that whole offense because then you can get Le'Veon Bell going and you, yeah, but you it's actually still the have same a threat defense. for running. Yeah, I... I said don't sleep on the Jets this year. Turns out I was very, very wrong. Very, very wrong. But well, we'll see. Two things off the field that I would that nope, I that at I, New York. To answer your question, at thank New you. York. Two things off the field that I heard this week that are making me uh, a little antsy. I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to do that. But one, did you hear the Kyle Van Noy interview that he had with the Sports Hub? No. Someone compared him the way he plays, the way he plays with the tenacity that he plays, and the way he plays, whatever the way the his style of play, to Rodney Harrison. Hmm. He was pissed. Really? Mid interview with um, Bertrand Beetle, he said, "Look, no disrespect to him, but you know, I don't. I'd appreciate it if if you if if you didn't say that because I don't I don't see the similarities in in our game. I don't I don't I don't really appreciate being compared to him." Well, you know, Harrison was known as one of the dirtiest players Understood, in the league. Understood, but Harrison was also one of the most effective defensive players in the history of the game. But yes, he, but also known as very super, dirty. super, super talented. Super, super, super talented. And that's what they were comparing. His talent, his ability to change a defense. That's what they're saying that Van Noy has that ability to do. And how he, and how he, I understand he's like Mr. Like Habitat for Humanity. I get that. But for you to say, listen. Don't compare me to a, a, a former Patriot great. It's kind of dinkish, really. if you ask me. No. When they're they're not saying that he they're not saying that he plays and he goes for cheap shots and like that's not what they're saying. They're saying that it was his ability to 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 change the structure of a defense. That's how they were comparing him. So why wouldn't you say that's him being humble? No, 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 no. Because you didn't hear it. Oh, I guess I did. The attitude in his voice was like, no. Absolutely not. Do not compare me to that guy. It wasn't like a, oh, no, like he's a very, very good player. I'm not at that level. Like, I don't think that that's a fair comparison. It was, no, do not compare me to that guy. So you think he doesn't like Rodney Harrison? Yeah, there's something there. There's no? definitely something there. Could but be. I, not that it's going to Maybe at some point Harrison, you know, Harrison said something bad about him on a broadcast or on some radio Could show be. or something, yeah, and no, Van Noy no, remembered right. it. And I don't, I don't think that there's anything. I don't think that there's anything. Which is interesting because they honored Harrison before the game for going into the Hall of Fame. Which is why they oh, were talking. Halftime. Which is why they were talking about it. Yeah. Because because obviously Harrison was on the, you know, it was it was a hot topic. But I see more of a comparison of Rabel. It's a very similar story. Guy, I mean, a guy that couldn't find a home anywhere else, and the Patriots that, just picked him up say. off the scrap heap and. And developed him into a great player. I was going to say, like it, it should be an honor to be, aside from from being known as a dirty player, like that. I mean, that is what it is. But for for someone to say, like like you are a, a defense, a defensive strategy changing kind of player, that's an honor. If you ask me, like stop being a dink, like or handle it the right way. Don't say no, absolutely. Don't do not compare me. Like, come on, man, what are we doing here? What's your other problem with him? 
Not him. I mean, what's your other? Well, it actually is. It is kind of. It does kind of a little bit have to do with him. Remember when Seattle had that that crazy, crazy defense, the Legion of Boom? Yeah. And it was like a good story because they were very, very effective for like years. Like the first year that they did it, they weren't known as the Legion of Boom. But then, like all of a sudden, like you know, the Earl Thomas, mm-hmm. and uh, and then like three. It was like three years. They were they were yep. unbelievable. Yeah. And and everyone started giving them a nickname. You know, this Patriots team has this Patriots defense has a nickname now. Yes, it does. Six weeks of crappy teams. Yes, it the does. Boogeyman. Hit us with it, James. The Boogeyman. The Boogeyman. The Boogeyman. And they're buying into it. What's wrong with that? Always selling sweatshirts for it. What's There's wrong merch. with that? I love Boston sports. What's wrong with that? What do you mean? What's wrong with that? What's wrong wrong with that? Legion of Boom was established over three years. They're not using Legion of Boom. I understand that, but but you're tagging your defense. You're giving. They won a Super Bowl last year. Not this defense. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much the same defense. The defense wasn't this good last year. The only not until the end of the season. They weren't this good. Which is when you want to peak. This is this. The the boogeyman or whatever. Is it just called the boogeyman? It's the boogeyman. This is so lame. They, Think they, of all the tie-ins, all the all the disco tie-ins you can have to that. It's so lame, but it it's it is over these. It's it's this season that they've been so effective. So you're gonna crown yourself worthy of being of being a. a They're just giving I'm their defense a nickname. Get over it. Six weeks of crap bag teams. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Do not buy into your own hype, Patriots defense. Yes, you're very, very good. Yes, but are you Legion of Boom good? Are you Legion of... In, in five years from now, do you think that that people are going to be saying, man, that boogeyman defense was one of the best defenses in the history? You aren't even You aren't even the 2004 Patriots defense. You're not even the Ty Law defense. And you're going to crown yourself with a name? So let's say this defense does go undefeated. They're not going to go undefeated. No. As I say, let's say. No, I'm not going to say that because they're not going to go undefeated. Is the so defense going to be You heard Mike, it here first. You you heard it here first. So now Mike. Are we actually going to do this? No. Six weeks of crap teams and now all of a sudden the Patriots are going to go undefeated? Like, yes, this defense is good. Are they that good? Who have they freaking played, James? Who have they played? Don't, don't recite the schedule. Who have they played? Pittsburgh, who is not who we thought they were, is one in five. To paraphrase, uh, Danny yeah, they Green, are not who we, they, we, they're they not are, who we thought we are. They are who they thought who we thought they were. You want to uncrown their ass? Then uncrown their ass. Hey, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put a disclaimer at the beginning wow. of, the, of the podcast. <laughs> I don't really care that they gave oh, themselves just, a nickname. I, I really don't. Like, if, if people want to do it, fine. You got to have you a li- you got to have it. a little swagger. What do you want them to do? Go out there and like have their heads down and their shoulders shrugged? Yes. No. Go out there with a little swagger. No. Go out Play there. Play with some attitude. Go out there and do your job. They are. Don't. They are. Don't buy into your own hype when you're six weeks in to a crap bag schedule. You haven't played anybody who's who's even worth the damn. And 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 I mean, I guess I guess Buffalo could be worth the damn. You played you've played five and a half teams. Like, give me a break. Start by with the boogie. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna tag. You're not gonna give your defense a nickname six weeks in. Come on. So you talked about the Legion of Boom, and here's a connection to it. You know who was one of the top linemen on the Legion of Boom? Michael Bennett. Yeah, fine. What's he done lately? Nothing. Did he even play the other night? Yes, he did. Do you know how much he played? No. Eleven snaps. Yeah, he's barely played. Do you know how many of them came before? He's also here for before the end of the fourth quarter. Three. He played three meaningful snaps in that game, and the rest came in garbage time. Before the third quarter. Fourth quarter. 
you said the end of the fourth quarter, which would be damn near impossible. It was about midway through the fourth quarter when the score oh, was the ending of the okay, score was twenty four to four, uh, twenty eight to fourteen. Closing. Time. He got eight snaps after that. Gotcha. So gotcha. basically, all he got was garbage time. Gotcha. Gotcha. He's got gotcha, a four million dollar cap hit. I they don't think you're going to see this guy on the team much longer. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they're saving his snaps because he didn't play much in the preseason. I, I think you could manage him and still get a little bit more out of him than three snaps in meaningful play. You don't need him right now. You know. You, Why don't bo- you need Because they're the, the boogeyman. boogeyman. You're the boogeyman. You don't need him. You don't need him. Right, James? Yeah. I'm what sorry. Is, I just what does the wide-eyed look for? Are you buying a boogeyman shirt? No. He was. He was just, he was no. just going through Amazon. Georgia lost. Wow. Ooh, that's a big one. That's going to change your rankings that's, this week. That changes the that rankings is huge. a lot. Wow. wow. Who'd they that lose to? South, South Carolina. Carolina Ooh. Wow. Ouch. That hurts. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, anything else you want to talk about uh, when it, in regards to <sighs> any of the four sports teams? Here, here once again, I thought we weren't going to have much to talk about and pushing an hour and 15. Put a microphone in front of me, and then I just I just make yeah. stuff as I go. It was you a good thing get... you took that little power nap before we came down here. <laughs> That's that helped you a lot. Yeah, I'm telling you. You as got fed, you took a power nap, as soon and then as, bam. As soon as the bright lights come on. All guns blazing. As soon as the bright lights come on, that's what I do. That it's is. Nice. It's, and also the cake. Don't forget the cake, which yeah. was for James's birthday. Happy James. birthday, James. That was James's way of saying, don't forget to wish me a happy birthday. I, right I think it was, but just <laughs> just go along with it. <laughs> no, James, I'm just, I'm, James, I'm, James hit, happy birthday on Friday. Yep. Turning the big 3-0. Wow. So all, everybody, everybody at uh, James Cam. James Cam? No, it's uh, Twitter's at uh, James underscore BSS. Instagram is JC underscore BSS. James Cam was taken by someone else. Wow. Yeah. So the big three, oh, you got about 10 good years left, and then it's all downhill yeah. after there. Trust me. I, I I joke around with you guys. I tell you, dwarfs age like dogs. I'm I'm already senior. So series, you're like so. two? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm done. No, no if you age way. like dogs, then you're 210. Yeah, be dead. I, I'm dead. <laughs> oh. Um. So we have a programming announcement to make. Is it? Would you call it a programming announcement? Yeah. And Change it's, our it's, schedule. It's part of the reason why I'm okay with us going working on about an hour and 20 minutes right now. Revamping the format? We are changing the way that we do things. So, sadly, depending on how you feel, sadly, the weekly Boston Sports Podcast, Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast, is going to be changing. And you will not be hearing my voice, Bill's voice, and James's voice week in and week out. All at the same time. All at the same time. Week in and week out. Yep. So basically what we are doing is we are taking this Boston Sports Syndicate podcast and we're changing it from a weekly show to a monthly show. So we'll be going at the end of every month, we'll be recapping everything that has happened over the past month in all of Boston sports. And you're probably saying, why? You guys are you guys are so great. Well, the thought process from my end is to change the fact that every single week that we meet, we're talking about how great the Patriots defense is. I'm ranting about my dislike for Tom Brady. James is mis- is mispronouncing <laughs> names, and you're forget and Bill's forgetting names. <laughs> and we're talking about kickers and all that kind of stuff, just over and over, and kind of beating a dead horse. So now we're gonna let a month of news happen, and then we're gonna all get together. Those shows will be still be on Facebook for the time being. We're still gonna put them on Facebook. We'll advertise them all month so people can tune in, and so it'll be the last weekend-ish of every month. We'll do we'll do a Boston Sports Syndicate podcast of the original three guys that are doing it, the James, Bill, and myself. But, Mike, 
Does that mean we're only going to hear from the syndicate once a month? No. <gasps> what that means <laughs> after we after we did the Red so I alluded to this a little bit last week. After we did the Red Sox podcast to be named later and I saw kind of the dynamic of what that brought to Boston Sports Syndicate, I have decided to branch off and do a team specific show for every single team. Now that doesn't mean you're going to get three weeks straight of Patriots stuff, two weeks of Bruin stuff. Basically, we're going to have a rotating schedule where every Monday a different podcast will come out for a different team. Ideally, it'll be one show per month per team. So this week, you're getting a Boston Sports Syndicate show. Obviously, that's Monday. You're listening to it now. Next week will be a team-specific. I'm not going to tell you which one. I'm going to tease it. It'll be a it'll be a team-specific podcast. The week after that will I, be I a team-specific. The week after that will be team-specific. The week after that, we'll probably have a team-specific as well as our normal Boston Sports Syndicate show. So now you're going to hear from roughly six to ten people instead of three. So there, you'll be hearing. There will be some overlap. Of course there will. There I'll, will, I'll yeah. be on the baseball podcast. You'll be on the hockey podcast. Right, right. There, James I'm, and I might be on the Patriots podcast. We haven't ironed out all the details yeah. yet. Details are not fully out. But I'll be it, on a podcast. I just but basically, what but it, if we're going to do a Patriots podcast, we're not doing it with Mr. Anti-Brady over no, here to my right. No. no, it'll just be roses, and I can just rant about uh, rant, <laughs> rant about how much you guys just love Tom Brady when we do our weekly show. But, I mean, at, the our same, show. but at the same time, if something major happens... We, we all have. We will do spe a special BSS update on it before this, it gets the news gets too stale. This also will allow for. <laughs> for I mean, it's going to allow for different voices, different people, different opinions, different things. So again, you're not just listening to me rant about Tom Brady or Bill mispronouncing every, or Bill forgetting everybody's name and James not knowing the difference between there, there, and there. Like you will, you'll. Although you can't really, you can't really hear see that view. Yeah, no. So I don't even. That's know That's what why Twitter's we're for. This up. Yeah, good point. Well, it's just always fun to throw a dig at James. That's that's the that's the best way to go. But no, seriously. So you're still going to get a, a podcast every single Monday. Just be on the lookout, and it also allows if you're not the biggest Bruins fan, if you're not the biggest Celtics fan, or you're not the biggest Red Sox fan, you know that you can go and listen to just that team if you want to. And it'll be more in depth, because, for, for example, you guys you guys did your Red Sox podcast to be named later. Now, in a couple of weeks, you're going to be doing another episode of that. So now you have that whole month of Red Sox news that has happened. I'm sure you're talking about the pitching change, the pitching coach, and all that kind of stuff. And it'll be a whole month worth of material that you can just nail down in in one sitting, instead of a little here, a little there, a little there. And Right now, the Bruins and Celtics aren't getting their due diligence on our show because it's heavily, heavily Patriots and mostly Red Sox because that's what everybody likes here. So, it'll give the opportunity for more coverage on each team. I like it. And we can utilize the website a lot more because I might even be able to do some writing for the Bruins if I don't have to you know, do, do stuff every single week for, for the Boston Sports Syndicate show. Maybe I can get my opinions out. I'll have more of them to hold on to so I can get them out you know, via text and maybe other people will do the same thing. I like it. Did I explain that well? You explained it very well. Very well. Kind of was talking to myself and completely forgot that I was <laughs> actually explaining it to people as they're going to listen. Yeah. But So, once a month, you'll hear from James, Bill, and I. We'll be on Facebook. And then weekly, you'll get a, a team-specific show, which may even branch out to be some fantasy sports, maybe even some wrestling stuff. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Because then people don't have to sit through it. If they want to listen to it, they can listen to it. Who knows? And college football. And, and college, college football. football. That's... 
fantasy and college football. But right now, it'll just be the four major, the four major teams: the Red Sox, Celtics, Patriots, People and Bruins. People can tell me how wrong I am. They'll all. Oh, we'll do that. Believe me. <laughs> and then once a month, you'll get you'll get the BSS show. So I'm 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 nervous a little bit. To change it up, but I'm, I'm also excited because I think it'll be great to hear from, from different people. We have some logistics to work out. Of course we do, yeah. Is it going to go perfectly? No. We got a schedule. Do we, we, do, we, do we even have someone to do Celtics? Not, no, really. not really. So, so if, you're looking to, <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking to talk about the Celtics. Um, yeah. at me. Send sli- us a demo tape. Slide yeah. in our DMs. Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> but no, it, I, I, think it, I think it'll be an exciting change and, and, and we'll, uh, you know, it, it It'll allow for it's more. a good idea. Team's excited for it, so yeah, yeah. The guys, are, the guys that we've approached are on board, and which, uh, which kind of shocked me at first, but but it's uh, yeah, it's exciting. So that's 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 what's coming down the pipeline. That's why we are okay with going for almost an hour and a half here, and um, you know, and and we'll see you guys all in a month now for uh, for the next show. So, but. Don't forget, you can always check out our website, www.bostonsportssyndicate.com, which we'll have to get a little bit of a revamp now, too, because we'll have we'll have uh, specific shows for, for specific teams. So i got to work that out, too. But um, don't forget, you can also use our code BSS on SeatGeek.com to save yourself $20 off of your first purchase. You can uh, slide into James's DMs anytime you want at Boston Sports SYN on Instagram or Twitter. Always open. Don't forget to check out the Claim to Fame app for you gamers, which is right <laughs> below. Ja- oh. oh, I started pointing and then <laughs> running in there. <laughs> um, and as always, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Music for the Boston Sports Syndicate podcast provided by IMCDM. Boston Sports Syndicate. Yes. I'm you back to back to back to back to back nights in my place and I need you in my habitat. So your baby face it You work overnight, can I be a taste? I'm missing you back